Up next on the Handy Guys podcast, a surprise. Brian does not know the content of this episode. Uh-oh. Up after this. Welcome to the Handy Guys podcast, a podcast for handy guys from handy guys. Here are the handy guys themselves, Brian and Paul. So, Brian, here's what I want to talk about. This is a common problem around all of North America, I imagine. Okay. And when you go out and do your spring inspection or even your fall inspection that we always encourage people to do, mm-hmm. one of the problems we often find on our homes around the garage door is that one or both of the door jams, if they're wood and they're not clad in aluminum, or even if they are, this could happen, is they often get moisture underneath those jams, they suck up mm. moisture, they stay moist, and they rot. It's not just garage doors, Paul. It's your entry doors True. as well. If your entry door is exposed to the elements, it's not under a roof. It could be any door that has a wood door jam with, uh, you know, the, the wood itself are like, uh, the grain is like straws, and it just tends to suck up moisture if it's on the ground or it near does, the ground. especially in newer construction, because they are not typically primed and painted on that bottom surface that doesn't show. Okay, well, hold your thoughts. Okay. We will talk about that. We're going to talk about not only how to prevent it from happening, but what to do once it's already in a bad shape. So I'll, we'll talk about that. Let's give out our contact information. All right, just go to our website, www.handyguyspodcast.com. Click on the Contact Us tab, and uh, away you go. Got a project on your honeydew list? Let the Handy Guys know about it, and they may talk about it on their next podcast. So, Brian, where do you start? Let's let's start, first of all, with how you prevent the problem. So, it's, you're either uh, having someone install new door jams for you, you're doing it yourself, you're having a house built, you have a chance to think about this problem before it happens. Can you prevent it? Or perhaps you already have a new a house or a, a house that doesn't have the problem yet, mm-hmm. does not have rotted garage door or entry door jams yet. Can you prevent it? them from rotting sooner than later if the door is a pre-hung door yeah or your garage door is already built and clad then it's too late right because you can't get to the end of that board so if you had the opportunity you would do what before you installed the door jams you would paint you would prime and paint the bottom of those with the best Paint you can so find. you don't need to use any special product on that. It's just paint and primer, paint or primer, and primer paint. and paint, right? Or just primer. Just you need something in those pores. And paint. Okay, I right. thought they made. Doesn't someone make some product you can coat? You know, a clear you, product or yeah, something. You, I guess you would use it if you, you had could a stain. use some kind of sealer, like a you know a, a varnish or something like that, right. if you wanted. But but you need something to seal that up. Okay. And do it before it gets installed if you can. Now, what well, about... I have two doors in my house, pre-hung doors, exterior doors, that I have this problem on. And I need to scrape, okay. paint, and redo it. So I'll I'll get some pictures. I was even thinking of shooting a little bit of video of, of doing they, this. You're, you mean you're, they're already starting to rot? At this point, it's just peeling paint. Oh, okay. But presumably, that's or that's the first step before they start rotting. Well, can you do anything about 
so if it's already installed and they haven't done this, can't you try to caulk around the bottom edge or? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Because if you look at that pre-hung door and the threshold, people walk on the threshold, it moves a little bit. And that caulk joint between the threshold and the door jam at the side uh, in the bottom corner, that, that bead of caulk will break away and you'll have a little crack there and moisture gets down in there, starts wicking up. So the wood gets damp, which causes the paint to peel, which then accelerates the the rot. Right. And I found that I was getting th- this problem uh, several years ago on my house on the garage door jams. Mm-hmm. And so right away, I, I, really, I really can't caulk because the water comes down on both sides of the jams on a garage. Uh, and it's you have a rough surface. And right, you can it's try right up against the, but it's up the against top or the concrete. It's, a, it's against the the concrete footers in my case around the garage that the walls are sitting on on each side. So you can't really get in there. And it's got you have um, trim and vinyl siding, so you have the the, the J channel, J channels, right. and all that. You really can't really you can't keep the water out completely. Mm-hmm. So water is going to get in there. So you can caulk all around it, but water is going to find its way down, and then the caulk might make the problem worse because it could hold the water. <laughs> so well, pot, keep it from yeah, draining. Possibly, yeah. Um, so what I did is it, it, it just started rotting. So I started filling it in with our old friend, uh, the car stuff, Bondo. Bondo. Right? Bondo. So I thought I, you were going to say Mighty Putter. <laughs> no, no Bondo. I, I dug out the rot and Bondoed it and painted. And mm-hmm. that that has worked, and then it would rot some more further up. I'd do more Bondo, and finally it's getting to, it's kind of, you know, there's hardly any wood left. And <laughs> the Bondo kind of needs something to stick to. So sure. um, anyway, I, I think the ultimate solution here is I got to pull off the jam. Not in that, it look, sounds easy, but then you realize, right, This well, is around your garage. Yeah, around the garage. I realized that some of the the track of the garage door is attached to the back of the jam, some of the brackets and things like that. So it may be a little bit of a challenge. Nothing's ever easy. I'm going to put a new garage door in for my father this spring sometime. And his jams are the same way. They've been there since 1956. (laughs) Wow. And they have been, uh, you know, rotted wood has been gouged out or, you know, carved out, chiseled out, and it's been filled in with filler and, and painted 97 times and it's not perfect and so i'm going to do that once again or put all new jams on when i put in the the garage door what about this brian okay if it looks like there's too much weight on this jam and it could you know be become more than a one-man job is there any way to i've seen this happen with porch posts where people cut off the bottoms then sister in yeah a new Mm -hmm. post can you do that with a jam or is there just not enough thickness to the wood or um, can you... You could. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. And, and if so... But why Why go to the trouble? It's just usually a two-by-six. Right. So just pull it out and put a new one on. It's weird. You know, it's not as t- it's not a two-by-six. It's a weird dimension, but I can rip it on my table. So I know it's been ripped because it's got the square edge. It's not a rounded right, over. Right. And... Uh, but I was more. Th- I w- I'm thinking I can do that. But then I was thinking, well, I there's these brackets attached to it. It's not the only thing holding the garage door, but it is something. And and uh, those garage doors are heavy, especially mine because they're a double wide. Right, I don't right. want that thing coming down. <laughs> or or not even. I'm not so concerned about it just falling on me. I'm more concerned about it getting messed up, like getting out of whack and right. Then kind of racking out a square and right. bending. And something then and eventually getting messed up down the road because I. 
didn't yeah, get Yeah, I think you'd be all right because it – I mean, the jam's not really doing anything. It's not weight-bearing. Right. It's it's, not, it is giving some bracing to the garage door, but it's not really holding the – It's not holding the roof up ab- right. above it. Right. You actually have a wall there and exactly. a header above there. So it's, you, it it's should there. come off easy. Yeah. You okay. take those bolts out of your, your garage door track, just kind of move it in an inch or so. And and let it sit on the ground. Well, Brian, part of me, part of me is wanting to. I have a desire to see if I did sister in. How would you make that cut? It's almost interesting to see if you could do it. Maybe that multi tool that we got from Porter Cable. It's really cool. Oh yeah, what are the oscillating <laughs> multi tool? I did some cool cuts with that when I was doing some molding work um, for my floor in my powder room, and I thought, hmm, made me think. You know, I could just cut off a piece of two by whatever it is, two by eight and put in a new one, paint it, caulk it. And just almost just curious to see if it would work. <laughs> so maybe I mean, it in you'd want to have like a half lap joint or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I would cut it halfway and make a half lap and then cut it lower, have it overlap, glue yeah, it on. I don't know how you're going to do that with a moldy tool, <laughs> let alone with, yeah. any, with any other kind of tools other than maybe your, yeah, you're right. Even I, on your table saw, that would be a real to, tricky cut yeah, you're on right. a long board like that. Yeah, you're right. Forget it. There's no way I could do it. Yeah, I don't know how I could do you that. You know, cut. and you're only talking for a two by eight that's eight foot long, you know, six bucks at the home center. I know. It and be, it'd take you all yeah, day to do that cut. I know, but it would be funny almost. But you're right. You're right. Okay. It probably doesn't make any sense. So, all right. So it's just a matter of replacing it. I need to make sure I paint and uh, seal the bottom that surface. The bottom edge. And, and if you're going to put a pressure treated board back in there, they make a green borate-based preservative, which is essentially what they use in the pressure treating process. So when you make a cut in your pressure treated lumber, oh, that's what you'll I'm... notice that it's not doesn't go all the way to the middle of the board, the pressure treating, the green stuff. Right. So they they have some you can brush on. Right. You can get that those stuff. raw cuts. And I got some in the back of my truck, I think. Or right I now. can just keep the raw cut on the bottom. Or on the top, you mean. Oh, the, the uncut part well, on the bottom. That's what I meant, yeah. yeah. The, the part that comes from the store right. on the bottom. Sure. Cut the top. And there's also, with pressure-treated lumber, a lot of people don't realize this, there's different grades of pressure-treating. So there's ground-contact pressure-treated right. lumber and non-ground-contact pressure-treated lumber. Right. So if you can find that 2x6 or 2x8 rated for ground-contact, that means it has more of the preservatives in it. All right. Well, that's all uh, we have uh, so far about door jams, but I have a second topic Uh-oh. that I want to talk to you about. Again, listeners, Brian doesn't know what's coming up, but it's another. It's a related topic. has to do with pressure-treated wood. Stump me. And we'll talk about that after this. Don't know where to get reliable answers for your do-it-yourself projects? Why not search the Handy Guys Archive at handyguyspodcast.com. So, Brian, the other sort of related question, and it has to do with wood and rot. Okay. A lot, uh, everyone pretty much that builds a deck uses posts. Yes. It doesn't matter what kind of decking material, whether it's natural, synthetic, or whatever, you use some form of post, and normally it's wood. I suppose you could use stone or you could use brick Steel. or something. But typically, mm-hmm. 
I would say 99.99% of the percent of the decks I see around here, no matter what the decking material is, they have pressure-treated beams for posts. Pressure-treated posts, right. Right. So on my deck, they're six by sixes. Okay. So they're usually often six by sixes, sometimes four by four, right. sometimes eight by eights. They're rated for ground contact. Uh, yeah. So that's the what I'm going to get at. The question I have, mm-hmm. a lot of the builders that I see, the deck builders, are simply installing them right into the ground and yes. to a footer. And around here, I think you have to go down 36, maybe 30. I think it's 36 inches. 36 inches. And yes. there must be, it must be so many 24 inches wide at the bottom or something for a footer. So uh, you're you're shaking. You're not sure, but the point yeah. is, it's got to usually be wider at the bottom. You got to put in some, depending on your, your locality and the inspector, gravel, cement, something on the bottom. Typically, mm-hmm. what's the deal? What should we be putting posts for decks into the ground? <laughs> you're smiling because you're <laughs> yeah. thinking, oh, I want to do some research on this first, maybe. But or should they be at grade? Now I've seen our friend. Uh, who's our carpenter friend from this old house, uh, Silva, on yeah. one of his shows, whenever, I forget how long ago it was, mm-hmm. probably 10 years, you know, asked this old house or something like that. He comes in and helps, I think it was a woman with a deck. I don't know why he, he did this, but they poured a footer mm-hmm. and he used one of those, uh, the things with the, the big, tubes, the tubes right. but it had the kind with the big feet on it. Right. He right. dug down three feet because it's New yep. England, at least three feet. And they poured it, and it and the post was at grade or even a couple inches above. Mm-hmm. And he used the little metal anchors or whatever he right. used. And the point, and I thought, huh, he obviously see he doesn't like the wood going into the ground. Correct. I assume. Mm-hmm. So is this a preference? Is this a, is one way better? Um, I know well, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to both. Aren't there a lot of buildings in Venice or something that have wood foundations that have been there for you know hundreds of years? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. there's wood on the bottom of the Mississippi that can, is salvageable and used for... <laughs> there's dams built out yeah. of wood, yes. So there's pros and cons to both. By digging down and putting a base of gravel in and then setting your post three foot down, running it continuously up to whatever height you need for your deck two advantages there that come to mind. One is it's fast. Right. You don't need to do a concrete pour and wait for it to set up. It's more flexible in that if you're, you don't need to be as exact on your digging of your hole because you're, you're putting that in and you're going to backfill once you get all your uh, posts in line, then you backfill. Right. Once they're all plumb and, and straight and in the, in the right line. When you do that with concrete, it's a little bit more of a pain in the neck. And, and then the other okay. advantage is, is you get some additional stability initially because you don't have a joint. You know, imagine sure. your knee joint, right? Yeah. So that would be kind of – you have a joint between the concrete footer that comes up two inches above grade, and then you've got a post on top of that. So you don't have as much lateral stability. You could bend that over if it was the only thing Sure, it was good. it's going to be more stable. It's just like you stick a, something into sand, the deeper you go, the more stable it is. Right. So the it downside is that wood eventually, even if it's pressure treated, even if it's rated for ground contact, is going to rot. Okay, so let me, let me take a step back, and then I want to mm-hmm. follow up on that statement. Okay. The step back is... 
The point of footers are to provide a solid foundation for your deck, and you need to go deeper in northerly climates because of the frost line, right? Correct. So if you don't go deep enough and you have a frost line that goes down further than your footer, that, that deck is going to be going up and down with the ground the expansion, right. Right. right? As the frost, you know, the frost causes the ground to, to move around. Okay. And, and those footers are going to move if they're not below the frost line. All right. Now... If you put wood in dirt, it always rots for the most part. Every eventually, time I've seen sure. it, eventually, different types of wood rot at different rates. Yes. Why? It seems to me, especially a deck that's on a walkout house, so it's a second-story deck. Yes. Um, if you have those that wood going into the ground, eventually it rots, that deck is going to fall down. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's 100 years, 50 years, 20 years, what. But right, at right. some point, everything that goes up must come down. Now, it's going to fall down eventually, I suppose, even if they're on concrete footers. But it, wouldn't you like to see the rot, any kind of deck, even if it's two feet off the ground, wouldn't you want to know the condition of your support posts, but particularly a deck that's higher off the ground than supporting your family and friends? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to think why... The, the the pros and cons is are builders doing it, you know. I mean, what it's so faster, it's cheaper. But you like you said, you have the stability. So it's just a matter of that's it. I mean, why why isn't there a standard on this? It seems like to me that that the you know one of these building codes would make a final statement on <laughs> how well, it should be done. Well, they they do make comments on the depth. They do make comments on what needs to be at the bottom of that hole when you dig it. Okay. And they do make comments, I believe, about the um, the longevity requirement of those posts that are sunk in the ground. So they say they must meet ATSM right. standard, blah, 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 okay. something like that. So they do set standards, yeah. but it still seems to me that if, if it's going to rot in 20 years... I mean, I, you don't know. How, is there a way? You can't tell if it's rotting. It's going from what I've seen, because I've seen some pretty rotten ones in the past, right? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> right. What I've seen is they usually will rot right at grade. Okay. That's where they're the worst. Okay. So oh, interesting. down so, below the ground. Because they're getting less air and air contributes to the rot, I think. Yeah, I think it does. It, it's that... It's that getting wet, drying, getting wet, drying. Down at below grade, oh. they, they don't rot as quickly as, as right there at the grade level for some okay. reason. I'm not sure exactly why, but that's where you'll see it. So if you just pull a little bit of dirt, pull the grass back right there where where that post goes below grade, take a screwdriver and give it a poke – and if it's punky and soft and your screwdriver gets pushed in, you know, you have issues. Okay, so here's my dilemma then. Yeah. We'll get right to it. I want to I interview on our show an expert engineer, architect, architectural engineer, we'll say. Okay. I want somebody to explain me the pros and cons from an engineering point of view okay. with detailed Beyond data. Beyond my just spurious yeah. uh, No, I think you gave, me, and... you gave me a great introduction to the topic. Okay. I want to take it a level further because my guess is, first of all, a lot of people don't realize that, that you have a choice. Mm -hmm. The builder says, all right, here's what we're doing. You're thinking about your deck materials, your railings, your stairs, mm -hmm. your design. And it just happens. And only after the fact do they say, why does that other neighbor have concrete footers and I don't, or <laughs> right. if they even notice it, right? Sure, sure. And I think it would be a good topic to bring up. It's kind of like, uh, you know, 
uh, you know, you have all these arguments in different fields on whether you do something or not. I don't know, <laughs> standard versus automatic transmission in the car or whatever. You know, you have all. I want I want us to to, to resolve right. this. Debate. And we're not going to talk to a deck builder. We know right. why a deck builder right. for sure wants to do it one way sure. versus another way because they can get in and it, out faster with one particular method. Right. And I have a personal uh, reason I'm having a deck built. And I yep. specifically said, do it at grade with concrete filter, uh, filters, uh, footers, mm -hmm. thinking I want to I preserve this wood. I, wanna, I don't want it to mm -hmm. rot. And if it does rot, I want to know it's rotting. And um, But, you know, you made me you're making me think about this, you know, the stability, that's a nice benefit. A second floor deck, you're going to have mm -hmm. additional, you know, and I suppose there's, you can stabilize it with cr cross bracing and other things. Right, but, which you're going to want to do regardless. Right. So, but is that going to make a difference? I don't want this thing swaying on me. Okay, Paul. So <laughs> my deck, right, is on footers, concrete right. footers that are about two inches above grade. Yeah. And it's a freestanding deck. Yeah. It's not even attached to the house. Is there any swaying, any movement in that deck? No, but that wood weighs 8 billion pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's only 10,000 pounds, Paul. <laughs> okay, well, we should tweet, reach out. Let's just see if yeah, we if can... Yeah, if anyone's a, a structural engineer and has comments yeah. on that, let us know. I'd love to know the pros and cons. Uh, I mean, we've already talked about it, but what they're, uh, someone, an expert opinion on what you should do. I mean, there's got to be a bottom line in this scenario, it, you know. Sure. Do this or not do it. Right. And this maybe it depends on climate. Maybe it depends on the height of the deck or the, the materials. I don't know, but that's what I'd love mm -hmm. to find out. Okay, let's find someone. All right, cool. All right, that's all we got for this week. We've been talking a lot about wood. Next week, we'll talk about something else. See ya. <laughs> See ya. The Handy Guys will be back next week. Same handy time, same handy website. <laughs>